Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of the Baggies broadcast. It's season two. It's episode 16. I'm just looking back, boys. Uh, episode 15 and the title was Time to Hit the Panic Button? Question mark. Well, that is a resounding no. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I'm here with the voice of the people, Mr. Matt Wilson, West Brom reporter extraordinaire. I'm here with West Brom super fan and my friend, Andrew Turton. Not that Matt Wilson isn't my friend. Gentlemen, how are you? How was your weekend? It's all good. Yeah, it is. I'm good. delighted. I'm delighted. I'm bound. I'm the glory hunter this week, uh, as Matt said, walking through the door. But I, I'm, yeah, I'm pleased. I'm delighted. I'm I, excited. I, I mean, big smiles on the face. Just your weekend. Okay, like it was. It was Saturday evening. But but you know, just the rest of your weekend. You just enjoy it, can't you? You can chill. You can relax. You have got a smile on your face. Happy days. Yeah, I mean, the most important thing for me was that I managed to sneak a, a half of football in before the game. Yes, well, t- t- tell us about this. I was very impressed and probably one of the highlights of my day with Matt Wilson telling about his, his return to, to competitive football. My return to Saturday league football, um, two o'clock kickoff, so I got 45 minutes under my belt. Um, we were 2 1 up at half time. Position? Um, central midfield. Central midfield. Mm-hmm. Central midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I'm more of a Jake Livermore than a James Morrison. Nice. Bit of a clogger, bit of a. I'm there to sort of win knockdowns and. But you know you don't go hiding though. You, oh, want, you want the ball. Oh no, don't go hiding. No, 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 no. Box to box. Box to box. Um, you know, someone. One, I actually knew someone on the opposition team, and he said, "Oh, it was, inter- it was funny to see you pulling, pulling strings in midfield today." And I was, uh, I was pulling people back more like. <laughs> um, I did win. I did set. I did set up in a goal with a little flick on and a, a long ball forward. It was Pulis esque. Right. Nice. Um, direct. Actually, maybe uh, similar to... Maybe uh, Moresque. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> similar to Albion at the weekend. Flipped it on and, and our nippy forward got in and lobbed the keeper, which was good. Three uh, points, that's an assist on Fantasy Premier League. Happy days, five points, maybe a cheeky one-point bonus. And then uh, I got got to the game and got a text and they they told me that they'd won 4-2. So there must have been something in the water on Saturday. So you've left, you, you've left for me the best part out of the story, which is... Um, you know, the kind of team that you play for, you know, I mean, people think, you know, Saturday League or Sunday League football, it's a bit down and dirty, but but Matt, you know, in a nice area and a very nice team and and, and talk to us about the shower situation. Whoa. <laughs> so uh, 9pm watershed. Uh, yeah, so the, the team are based in a nice little hamlet called Welford on Avon, which is as posh as it sounds. And um, obviously I was getting showered at half time, so there was no one, no one else around. They were all still playing in, in the mud and the rain. Um, and that you know, normally when you go into to showers yeah. at the end of games, that someone's left a bottle there, and it's like some links or whatever. It I is. mean, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad stuff. It's all normally yeah. liquidated as well with like half water. I mean, yeah, because people have tried to yeah. make the most out of it. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. And it's normally some little own brand, some oh, you, crap. You're going to say it's imperial leather. Uh, no, yeah. it's better than that. Ooh. It, it, oh, it's, oh, this is unbelievable. It was. Um, I didn't even know this shop um, sold shower gel. It was Jules, <laughs> Jules. Shower Gel. <laughs> Proper full yeah. on. Nine, nine or ten quid. Happy days. But now, just left it lying around. Just left it around, yeah. So that, that's um, deepest, darkest Warwickshire for you. But um, I, I must admit shampoo. that the game, was, the game was a lot more dirty than that. There was... Um, I went up for a header and I was the ball was coming and you can you know when you see glory in your face you think yes I'm going to head this in <laughs> this is the moment this is the moment I've only this is 5 minutes left of the half I know I'm going home I'm going off at half time yeah. and um, I went up for the header and just as I jumped um one of their defenders took me out oh. clipped my ankles kicked me in the box, blatant yeah. pen yeah. but ref didn't see it no oh, you joking yeah. did you go skip to the ref a uh, little bit yeah. really Oh, well, the referee's standing... <laughs> oh, no, the ref had just been hit in the face by the ball, so he <laughs> maybe, maybe he couldn't see. And he was about 94. And he did go... Yeah. Did he go a bit Charlie Austin? Uh, no, I didn't go that far, because, um, to be honest, I, I, I normally do those challenges as well. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, You've you got a bit of techers on the old football pitch as well, right? I was solidly centre-half, I was, you know. A bit more... I wasn't as cultured as, uh, as some. But, but you're I, on the weight out, you're in the gym, I mean, you'd be strong weight out, you're, well, you, you're, you're going to take people you know, off the ball. I was taking no chances, yeah. It was all elbows out, you know, knees in the back type of thing going for that. But yeah, I was a reasonable centre-half yeah, in my yeah. day. Yeah, I mean, right. and you've, got, you've got chances to play now regularly because of all the, all yeah. the, all the TV games. Exactly, I mean, the next five Saturdays are free. Um, <laughs> So I've just got to square it with the missus. Don't know how I'm going to do that. But mm. um, yeah, because I think she's got visions of going to Jules. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Just, just you, I can just see you in the chair just pouring them all out. One, one, one full bottle. There you go. Happy days. Look, I mean, I mean, if Albion are going to keep on playing like this, not, and it's not a Saturday 3 o'clock, brilliant. Uh, West Brom 4, Leeds United 1. Matt, obviously you were there watching the game. I mean, 
a stunning performance and a stunning turnaround from what we've seen recently. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was um, exactly what they needed. Um, and I think Darren Moore and, and his players deserve a huge amount of credit for um, what was arguably, well, not arguably, definitely the most complete performance of the season. And potentially the most complete performance I've seen by a West Brom side since they beat Liverpool in the FA Cup in January. Wow, yeah. Um, you know, those 1-0 wins under under Darren Moore towards the end of last season were brilliant, don't get me wrong, and they were, they were built on sort of team ethic and, and fantastic work rate. Um, but they were free hits, you know. No one expected them to get anything against Man United. No one expected them to get anything against Spurs or Newcastle, really. Um, mm. They were dead and buried. So there was no pressure. But on Saturday, the pressure was on because they picked up one point from a possible four four games yeah. um, they they were sliding down the table they were 10th when it started and they were staring at going into the international break you know firmly ensconced in mid-table woefully out of form and on a poor run and I, I don't think it's a stretch to say that the, the, the crowd rightly or wrongly were ready to turn um, That's that was the level of the performances over the pre- previous few weeks but what they did on Saturday was fantastic from the first minute to mm-hmm. the last Darren Moore got it spot on uh, with his formation, with his approach, he changed both. Um, he got it spot on with his, with his selection. Um, the players all gave eight or nines out of ten, um, but the star was arguably the manager because uh, of what he did by changing, by ditching the three four one two, changing to a four three three, which improved the, the defence, the midfield, and the attack. He made the changes that a lot of people have been crying out for, but he also made some changes that nobody could have predicted. Nobody really was calling for. He put Matt Phillips in the midfield three, which was Mm. A, a master stroke it worked perfectly it really complemented Morrison and Livermore and he put Robson Carnu up front uh, alongside Rodriguez and Barnes and Robson Carnu was fantastic as well a changing a change in formation but a change in in approach as well they were definitely more direct and from the outside looking I haven't seen them every game this season but those kind of players look more comfortable playing that way and I think that that's that's incredibly important exactly um for me they the first 20, 30 minutes where they played really well, it was so so noticeable how many times Dawson and mm. Higazi, but particularly Dawson, who has passing has been really off in recent weeks, was just clipping the ball up to Robson Carno. Robson Carno was giving him that option with his he's great with his back to goal, Robson Carno. Whatever you say about anything else, he's good with his back to goal. He's good at holding the ball up and winning fouls. Mm-hmm. And he gave them a new option. He gave them another option up front for them to 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 alleviate pressure so they don't have to always play through the press but then as the game wore on and their confidence was built then all of a sudden they started playing football yeah. mm-hmm. they started Hagarty and Dawson started playing those little balls to each other and then balls inside to the midfielders and then when they got when you've got in there you've got James Morrison yeah. back on form back on song um, I thought it was a really professional and well executed um, game plan and performance from pretty much everyone across the board it was a great way to get rid of the jitters I think the jitters had been there too much over the last four games and it was one of those occasions where I think just giving it a bit more of a solid foundation just Mm. worked for them it it allowed them to concentrate on pushing the ball forward more directly you spoke about Robson Carney you know Mm. how talented he is with holding the ball up you know and it was just giving it that just solid base that I just thought it had been missing. I, I wanted them to be uh, changing the style. I, mean, I, I liked the way that they were playing it out from the back, but it was obviously that it was obvious that it wasn't comfortable when the pressure was really on. Some mm. teams have maybe found it out a little bit. So to just get back to basics a little bit this week, you know, just works so much better. You have to play to your strengths, yeah, but you also have to play to the situation. And the situation was that you had a high press and lead side coming. With a certain style that they will never they will never deviate from. Bielsa has said that. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what I like is the fact that Darren Moore has said, "No, we're going we're going to try different styles and different mm-hmm. formations." Before this game, the concern was that he was either too stubborn or too proud to deviate away from uh, that footballing method. Now, I don't think we should forget that the three four one two and that approach of playing it out from the back had delivered a run of results that took them to the top of the mm-hmm. table. Um, some would argue that uh, you know maybe it was. <sighs> It might not necessarily have been the formation, but I, th- I think it did play a part. Um, but what he's done now is he's, he's shown that he can react to the situation. Yeah. And his team were low on confidence. Against Hull, they looked like they had no confidence in that system. They looked, it, looked like last, it looked like one of the performances from last season. He went back to basics, like um, Turt said, and um, the players responded. And they, they responded perfectly. Mm-hmm. It was almost as if 
for me, the shackles have been thrown off. Mm. Particularly for the for Dawson and Higazi. Oh, we don't know. No longer we have to play the play those like dangerous high high risk high reward passes. We can actually do what we're comfortable with mm-hmm. and then grow into the game. And and I'm not saying that they shouldn't play football in the future, but I think for this game. It was spot on. I think it showed the flexibility that he's been speaking about. He's always said that he wanted to be able to play different ways. And I think, actually, the weekend showed that they, that they were capable of sort of lining up in a bit of a different way with a slightly d- tweaked approach for the opponents they were going to play. And that worked out perfectly. You know, it's the way that they're going to need to go going forward. Eastram, Eastram, they were superb on Saturday. Um, very difficult to pick out. Um, some favourites, but I'm going to ask you to do it because you know I, I've, I've written the notes for the show. So uh, Matt, give me your first uh, your first person who really impressed you on on Saturday evening and why. Well, I'm gonna. I've already spoken about Phillips and Robson Carno, um, so I'm going to go for somebody who maybe didn't grab all the headlines mm-hmm. on Saturday, but who I thought was absolutely fantastic, and that's Jay Rodriguez. Um, he obviously set up. I think it was two of the goals. Um, Robson Carney's first um, and also um, Gail's little cheeky mm. flick um, very cheeky you know it came from a Robson came from a Rodriguez shot sorry that was saved um, but it was his all round work ethic which was absolutely fantastic um, you know he, he was pressing high he was forcing leads into mistakes he was um, dropping back when he needed to to almost make it a four-six-zero at times, um, and I think it was a great performance by him, and he deserved a goal. You know, he hit the bar as well mm. with that curling effort, um, and I think it. Th- this is what Rodriguez gives you. He gives you that work rate, and I think he is. I still think he is an important player to Albion. I mean, there's cool. been some question marks about is he as lethal as Dwight Gale? You know, a lot of his goals have been penalties, um, but as a, I think as a team player, yeah. He is incredibly useful, um, and I think he had a fantastic game uh, on on Saturday. And um, I, I think you know, obviously, people that were there, they know that Robson Carney made an impact. They know that Phillips um, played well, and they you know they probably know that the back line looked more assured. But I thought Rodriguez played a huge part as well. Yeah, I mean, huge, huge going forward, and also. You know he's got his head down, anti. You know he wasn't he wasn't attracted, he wasn't frustrated, he wasn't down in the dumps after the whole Burnley situation, or you know other people inquiring about him. He's got on with it. He's been excellent, and goodness me, we talk about Harvey Barnes in January. You want to hold on to people like Jay Rodriguez because those are the kind of people who are going to carry you over the line if if they do you know get back up at least into the playoffs. You know. Yeah, playing like that, he will. I mean, I, I still think he's got um, he's got he's got the quality. Um, yeah, he's not. He may not be the poacher that Gale is. He may not be. He's not going to hit the headlines every week. He, is he? may not be the um, fantastic, balletic dribbler that Harvey Barnes is. Well, mind you, we saw him wriggle through a few challenges mm. on on Saturday, mm. but I still think he's got. Um, you know, he's almost like he's he's got seventy five percent of everything. Does that make sense? He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he yeah, is yeah. good. Mm. He is good at a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got that work rate and that ethic, which is really key. And I think if you want to win games in the championship, you you can't be complacent and you can't be arrogant. And I don't yeah. think Rodriguez is either of those. Turts, uh, one for you, uh, Robson Carno. Mm-hmm. Just because uh, for me, uh, he, he has been such a big part player on occasions. You know, he's come on, he's played his cameo roles, he's got his goals. To be fair to him, and I think this season when he has come on and played, he's he's, he's done well. But from a fan's point of view, I think there's always a little bit of grumbling, a little bit of you know, a slight intake of breath when you see him on the on mm-hmm. the team sheet. Right, rightly and wrongly, I think in some cases, because as Matt alluded to, there's some people that uh, you know that you worry uh, uh, on some parts of his play, whether he, whether he's uh, but holding up the ball and, and and that side of his game has always been good. But I thought he, he maybe answered a few detractors starting on the weekend. Uh, yeah, he was excellent for me. And really. he took his goal really well. I mean, he still oh, got a bit of work to do. Excellent finish, really lovely finish. finish. Yeah, yeah. And he worked well with Rodriguez up front as well. You know, the pair of them together. Mm. So yeah, for me, it was it was great to see him. You know, have a really good game in his shirt, get applauded off, and, yeah. and you know. Really show the fans that you know he, he is a big part of what uh, you know the squad is and, and and can play a big role for the rest of the season. And, and, go on. Sorry. I was just gonna say the issue, the thing for me is that he's he's different to mm. Rodriguez and he's different to Gale. Mm. You know he offers that he offers that presence up front which Alwyn have been lacking, which they had f- through Solomon Rondon um, last season. Well, maybe not last season, but 
in seasons gone by. Yeah. Um, which is why Robson Carnu hasn't really featured, um, or one of the reasons. Um, but when their footballing game isn't always working, when they can't pass through the press, he gives you that option. Mm. Okay, we can just clip it up to mm. him and he will lay it off or win something. And that, I don't care, however you want to play football, that is useful to have. Absolutely. I mean, you said it absolutely perfectly there, especially the, the, the changing tact and they've gone more direct. If they are punting it forward a little bit, and this is by no means a long ball, this was def- by no means a long ball game, this isn't Pulis ball or anything like that. It was smart little chips back to the, you know, the tall boys up front, big boys up front, and kind of gives you that, doesn't he? It's not like, you know, and that's where someone like, if you've got Dwight Gale on his own, that's where it's not going to work. But when you've got those, you, you, Darren Moore, you know, you, you've got to give him incredible amounts of, of credit for, for doing that. But Robson kind of, it's difficult for him to come in because when you're in and out a team, in and out, mm, in and out, yeah. to try and find that consistency. And hopefully now he, he's shown that maybe you can have a bit of a run with him in the side. And if you are going to play like that, Robson kind of is probably someone who's, who's going to, you know, get the best out of that, that formation. Yes. Um... It'd be interesting to see what happens at Ipswich. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Gale is lethal. He, he proved that. I mean, one of his the first things he did was back heel the ball into the goal. I mean, it's, uh, he is fantastic in front of goal. And he's changed that haircut. Thank God. I don't think he changed. I didn't notice. That. Oh yeah. I didn't. I, I don't <laughs> think. I don't think Rodriguez <laughs> or Barnes deserve to be dropped. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? It's a real selection headache yeah. for him at Ipswich. I don't. I don't know what the answer is because you, you might think well. Actually, we're going to try. We're going to have more of the ball against them, so maybe maybe we don't need Robson Carney. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it doesn't deserve to be dropped. Uh, so so we've got uh, Jay Rodriguez. We've got Hal Robson Carney. One more from you, Matt. Um, so I'm going to go for Ahmed Higazi, mm-hmm. who I thought was um, the pick of the defenders. They were all good, um, and I think we should mention Adarabio, who seems to be getting better and better as each week goes by. Um, and he's playing out of position at right back as well, and he deserves a lot of a lot of credit for that. Um, Kieran Gibbs was was superb as well and kept Leeds's most threatening player Hernandez quiet, um, particularly considering how, the way that Bielsa likes to work the overloads on the wings. Gibbs had a great game, and Dawson, as we've already said, played mm-hmm. well. But Hagazi was everywhere. Yeah. The amount of interceptions and tackles he made um, was fantastic, and. Um, I, I just thought it was a, I just thought it was a, it was a really professional uh, performance from him. Um, you know, we saw him clear the ball. I mean, how many times have we seen him clear the ball? Yeah. This, I mean, yeah. I just, so many times he's tried to be, to be too fancy, but it was no nonsense. Mm-hmm. It was back to basics, and it was so um, encouraging to see. And you know, we shouldn't forget that Dawson and Higazi, that pair, that was the two that kept. Uh, clean sheets against Man United, Spurs, uh, and Newcastle last season under Darren Moore. So you know they looked a lot more comfortable in that back four um, and the way and being asked to play that way. So I, I think Higazi um, is the one that I'd like to pick out as well. I think it was definitely his game of the season, was it? Or um, he's been hot and cold. There've been other games where he, I'm trying. There was another game. I can't remember which one it was where he was man of the match. I can't remember which one it was now, but. Um, I would I would argue that was probably his best game, considering the the opponent and um, considering what was at stake. Um, that being said, you know Kimar Roof uh, was a bit lightweight, and I thought he, he had no, no no real answers mm-hmm. for, for Dawson and Higazi. But Higazi's decision making, you know, because what leads where leads hurt you is they they nipping around you. And and my concern before the game was that they would be able to pass through Dawson and Higazi, sure. but they weren't because mm-hmm. Higazi's decision making was spot on, and yeah, he played very very well. Excellent. Uh, Turks, last one from you? Yeah, Ada Rabio, actually. Mm. I mean, like Matt said, playing out of position mm-hmm. isn't easy for the kid to come in. You know, no. he, he again has been one that has, has, you know, he's been on the bench a few weeks and, uh, you know, he looked promising at the start of the season and he sort of fell away a little bit. But, yeah, for me, it would have been so much easier to maybe have dropped Mazin or someone at right back and, and go for someone, arguably, who got more experience, experience and been yeah. there for a while. But sure. I think it's good for more to be showing a bit of... Uh, Courage by putting in a young kid like that and saying you you do a job for me. You know this is it. This is going to be a tough game. Leeds, uh, you know, uh, flying eye. You know, sort of third, fourth in the table. You know, and uh, I think it was good. And I, I was pleased with his performance. I thought you know really m- m- mature for me. He's been the most consistent performer in the last three games, Adarabio. So he it, it would have been 
I think it would have been a, a, a mistake to drop him. I, yeah. I, I think he's played so well that you can't drop him. And I think, you know, I think Moore's recognised that. Mm-hmm. So um, You just worried, was he wanting to have a bit more experience in? Was he, you know, you get a mm-hmm. bit worried about, you know, the performances lost, have been yeah. off. Do you go back mm-hmm. like that? But he had the courage and it's it was It's refreshing great. to see that he's, he's, he is playing players on merit as well. So... Um, <laughs> But I think it, across the board, it was a fantastic performance. I think we, we can't ignore Matt Phillips, mm. um, who continues to show his versatility. I mean, you're playing in the midfield three. And I think what that midfield three of Livermore, Morrison and Phillips really complements each other. Um, and well it, well, it did on Saturday anyway. I mean, you know, it's only one game. We shouldn't get too ahead of ourselves. But Phillips is good at driving from deep with yeah. pace. Um, and it was really interesting to see him in that in that role, and he executed it perfectly, considering it was the first time he's played there. Really impressed with him, and also a word for Jimmy Morrison, who um, has come back from horrific injury, mm. um, nasty Achilles injury, which um, broke broke down four times on him last season. Mm-hmm. And um, he spoke really candidly after the game. Yeah, as great well, story online today, you should say absolutely. about um, about his emotional torment last season. You know, not only was he on the sidelines whilst Albion were having their most their worst season arguably since he's been there, mm-hmm. um, and he couldn't help it. But you know, he was he he worked so hard to get back, and that performance on Saturday was Morrison of old. It was it was it was a it was not. He will always be tidy on the ball, tidy in possession. I really like the way that. He seems to just have an extra second on the ball than anyone else when he, in tight spaces. You know, he seems to just find that moment. Um, I don't know whether sometimes when he's got the ball, he almost seems like it's underneath his feet. Does that make sense? Yeah, and no, he almost, you almost think, oh, he's, he's 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 got it trapped underneath his feet, but he hasn't. It's just so close to him, and then nobody gets near him, and then, yeah. he, and then he gets it away. Um, he always plays forward, um, or more often than not, he plays forward. Um, he played some really key passes um, on Saturday, but there was a renewed energy as well. Uh, it was one of the most energetic and dynamic midfield performances I've seen by James Morrison in years, and it was fantastic to see. And if he's 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 you no know, he's thirty two, he's not he's no spring chicken, but he's also got a few more years left in the tank. Well, that's the only worry after that sort of injury, whether he'd still be that uh, combative up and down with it. You know, naturally, you worry whether you're gonna that's gonna take the edge off you. But it was great. The weekend was fantastic to see that you can still mix it like that. It was brilliant for that. When he was I'm pressing so high, when he was pressing high against Leeds backline, I just thought that. It's been so long since I've seen Morrison like that, and um, hopefully this is the start of a, uh, of a of a revival. And um, if he can if he can continue to play like this for the rest of the season, um, you know, at, Darren Moore will be vindicated in his decision to give him a new contract. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because he was fantastic on Saturday. So I'll put it to you, gents. Then changing style, changing formation. Is this um, here to stay or? Is this still a horses for courses? And depending on the opposition, the way they match up, that they could go back to to what they've done before previously and try and play it, play it, you know, from the back and try and play in in inverted commas more football. So after the game, Darren Moore said um, he he wanted to be flexible. He said it was as you said. He used that phrase, horses for courses. Um, we thought this was a good formation and approach to to work to play against Leeds, and it was, and it worked. Um, those comments almost uh, played down the idea that he was going to continue with this this system for the foreseeable. But I heard him say exactly the same things when he was playing three four one two, and he stuck with it and he stuck with it. Okay. So I think whilst it's working, he's he's going to stick with it. I think that is that is just media speak of no look. We 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 want to have a number of options, and yeah, yeah, the ideal scenario is that you perfect and master both of them. Um, and you're capable of doing both because the idea, the ideal is that you have a, a whole litany of, of of weapons at your arsenal at your disposal, and you have different ways of playing against different opponents. And you and and if you can master both of them, then you'll be a, you know tough opposition for anybody. Um, but I think considering considering just how comfortable the players looked, just how confident the players looked mm-hmm. in that system, I think that should be the way forward for the foreseeable future. I'm not saying it, you know in ten, you know maybe even six. Seven, eight games time, they might have to change it. I mean, they might even change it halfway through a game if it's not working. But that should be the base now for the foreseeable. In the same way that the three at the back was the base when it was when it was working. Um, this is football, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. you, you 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 have a system, 
eventually teams work it out and then you've got to try and find another way of, of getting the best out of your players it's just it happens to every team in every country mm-hmm. he's got to go yeah he's got to be able to um, to rely on this sort of setup at least in the next few weeks while while the results are, um, are coming I think it's important because the, the jitters had just settled in a little bit too much and it was um, and that was where the pressure was coming on Darren Moore. He, he'd come over one of his biggest hurdles this season, you know, for a young novice coach, you know, to maybe behind the scenes, whether publicly or not, sort of acknowledge the fact that maybe it wasn't working to change it, to find a way, uh, you know, to beat Leeds who were going to be a tough opponent. And it, it's great and I, I think that... If he just continues this going forward now, he's going to need to uh, keep a solid base because the teams, you know, the challenges are so thick and fast with this league, you know. Great stuff. Thank you, gents. Very good. Before we move on with questions, um, just a word from our from our new sponsors, Jules. Uh, this, <laughs> this season, Jules can be found browning up bathrooms all over the land with a new collection of toiletries for women, men and children. Greatest gift ideas and perfect to treat yourself. The time to start ticking the names off your list is... Now, £14.99 for Matt, Matt Wilson's looking like he wants to absolutely well, you, destroy me. Well, you needn't have changed into that robe, to be honest, to do that advert. <laughs> so that was the most disturbing £14.99. thing. £14.99 for some shower gel. Bloody hell. Hey, happy days. There you go. Whoa. They're getting Mrs. a present, a bit of jewels, happy fi- days. I need to find out who uh, who had that shower absolutely. gel. Absolutely. You need to pay my subs, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, good stuff. 14, 15 oh. quid for shower gel. Oh, uh, yeah, but you know, if it's not... It's, Leaves your skin soft, moisturised. I mean, it, Beautiful. You, know, you, you pay money for quality. It's fine. No problem at all. <laughs> right, OK. Uh, some questions. Here we go. Da, 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 da. Um, Callum Heyman, you've kind of answered it on Twitter anyway, but but Carl Bartley, just, just confirm with um, what's his situation. So Carl Bartley obviously wasn't in the 18 on Saturday. He's picked up a knee injury uh, in training with a collision uh, with Sam Field, actually. Um, and I haven't got a... A return date, but it didn't sound like a serious one. Mm. So it, I imagine he'll be back available uh, after the international break. But I can't see him getting back in the team. Martin Woodall at Martin Woodall. Could we see a straight swap for Rondon and Gale? Of course, Salomon Rondon, Newcastle saviour, eh? Brace, unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they ever needed good. a goal, fair play. Yeah, I mean, was... please for him as well. I'm sure you are. Yeah, I'm pleased for Rondon. Yeah, he's, he's he always works hard. Um, I think that's only the second time he scored uh, more than one goal in a game in the Premier League, and the other one was that hat trick against Swansea, mm. uh, and then he went on a massive barren spell for about <laughs> four, sound like him. four years after that. So um, I, yeah, I mean, good good luck to him. He's 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 such a likable chap, and he's such a hard worker. I hope I hope it's a success for him. And you know, the more goals he scores for Newcastle, the higher his value mm. goes mm, up. Like it, and yeah. if Newcastle want to buy him next season. Hopefully they've got some new owners and the same manager, so they want to buy him next yeah. season. Then we can just say, well, give us 10 mil and we'll mm. take Gale off your hands. I mean, if they, if they go down, but then Ronda might not want to go to a championship club. I mean, that's the whole point why he left Albion, right? So, Or is it, is it a bit difficult with Newcastle? A bit different? Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think he's he has... He's taken to Newcastle, Newcastle's taken to him. Mm. Gale is taken to West Brom and West Brom has taken to Gale. So I'll be really interested to see what happens. We don't know what, what league either, either will be in. Um, next year we don't know um, yeah we don't, we don't know what the situation managerially or ownership wise will be at Newcastle it could who knows it's a long way to go but um, yeah it would be it would be it, it's, it's one to keep an eye on isn't it because yeah. if Rondon really does the business for them and Gale does the business for West Brom which he has been so mm-hmm. far um, it might be in everyone's best interest just to call that uh, that swap deal a permanent one alright cool I'm just going to um Put these questions together. George Arnold, I mean, all, all a bit different, but but similar as well. Andy, uh, Baggy Andy, seventy nine, and Ash Turner. Do you think the loss of uh, of Neil Cutler will have a huge effect on how we set up? And do you see him be replaced by an incoming coach? Andy asks. Any news on a Cutler replacement? And George Arnold says uh, Neil Cutler could have been the problem telling Johnson to play out from the back. LOL. So all these questions about Neil Cutler. Right, um, I don't think Cutler was the one telling them to play out from the back, but um, that was yeah, that, that didn't come from the goalkeeping coach. But um, obviously, Cutler has gone to Aston Villa, and Mark Naylor, the um, academy goalkeeping coach, has stepped up. Something he's done before. Um, I actually thought Sam Johnston play looked a little more 
um, assured, uh, it's particularly with crosses on Saturday. Um, although perhaps that was just because he had a back four in front of him rather than the back three. But um, he looked a lot more confident with the, with the ball into the box. Um, from what I gather, they're going to look at, they're going to, Darren Moore and his coaching team and um, technical director Luke Dowling are going to look at uh, the goalkeeping coach department in, over the international break and decide what to do. Um, I don't think any decision has been made as of yet, but I imagine they're going to try and find someone. Um, but obviously, Mark Naylor took the, the coaching uh, for the last two games, I think it was. Rob Armstrong, um, is the team's balance better without Gale? Whoa. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a tough one, isn't it? Well, <laughs> I mean, on Saturday it worked, but Gale is a more consistent goal threat than Robson Carney. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether you. I think you need to get Gale on the pitch because he's probably your best poacher, your best uh, goal scorer. Yeah. So whether you. Um, whether you think you need Robson Carney. Um, so no, I don't think the team's a better balance without Gale. I think you need to get Gale on the pitch. I think he's mm-hmm. got that tenacity as well up front there. He, he's, he, he's not like a, uh, he's not just a poacher in the box. He does actually have a work a work rate and a work ethic as well. Yeah. So, um, but it's whether you, how you fit all those attackers onto the pitch is is, well, it's it's a problem that I say a problem. It's it's a nice problem to have, but it's it's the it's what Darren Moore's been trying to find. This season so far, isn't it? You know, he'd be moved Barnes inside mm-hmm. so that we could play Rodriguez and Gale. Yeah. Now Robson Carney's stake to claim. I mean, you can't play them all. Yeah, so. this is it. Is he going to go more direct? Two really up top, one sitting behind. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a lot of options. It's good. Uh, Bagandi says, uh, is Sani right back on the cards in January? I would imagine so. Yeah, um, I think that's going to be the main because area. Because that was the area they wanted mm-hmm. in... in um, in uh, the, in the summer, um, that being said, uh, Adrobio is playing okay mm-hmm. there, and he's here for the season. So as long as Man City don't recall him, um, he's doing all right, and he could, he could be he could be developing into an option. Paul Harris, uh, Tosin improving by each game uh, has to be a starter now, surely. Yeah, well, for me, yeah, definitely at the moment. You know, he's in good form. I'm I, I'm really liking the kid. I think he, mm. I think it was tough uh, in the back three, uh, just as you know, he got a lot of, a lot of sort of pressure on his head, and that's where I think he he, he was obviously not going to play in front of Barn, uh, Bartley and Hagazi uh, and Dawson when everyone was fit. Um, but yeah, he's got to stay in for me at the minute. Uh, so at Rondon XNN. How much would Harvey Barnes cost? 30, 40. Mm. Really? You think 30, 40, really? Well, considering his age, considering mm-hmm. his English, um, considering how much Jack Grealish is being touted for, considering... You have him as high as, as someone like Jack Grealish, if not higher, yeah? Um, well, he is... Uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, he plays further on the pitch, Harvey Barnes. I mean, just... The nature of the beast, it means that if you're scoring goals or chipping in with one in every three as, as that kind of attacking midfielder, you, you, you're going to command more money you'd have thought. He's you? got six goals already this season. Yeah. I mean, I know it's I know Albin are free scoring, but um, he is he is a... He's a good. He's a good player. <laughs> Young English players, you know, you've seen it before. The price just rockets, doesn't it? And I, there's a lot of people tweeting, "Oh, we, you know, we've got to start to look at buying Harvey Barnes if it's at all possible." But I just think if he's in the form that he's got, mm. you know, it's going to be such a tall order to be honest. Well, is there, is there money there that. as well? I mean, you know, I've been got forty million quid to spend on someone in the championship. When no. you know, I mean, even getting promoted, if Leicester have got anything about him, they're going to want to have a look at him before sure. shipping him off and saying, "Oh, thanks very much, kid. Off you go." Yeah. Leicester, you know. Leicester, aren't, <laughs> Leicester aren't going to sell him. Let's be honest. I'll be amazed. Um, I mean, you know. they know that. Yeah, I mean, this has been perfect for Leicester as well as West Brom. I think. Yeah, you know, they're not going to sell him, are they? And, and well, with him and Madison in the team, I mean, cripes. You know, I mean. It's fitting the two of them in together I mean you know obviously I haven't watched Leicester play that much this season but you know yeah so I don't but know but even if that. even if they um, I mean even if they did like you're saying Albion don't have that much money to to, to throw around yeah um, three of the older guys who didn't get on on Saturday Bakary Saka Wes Houlihan Gareth Barry do you see their futures being you know, with Albion, are they going to get a lot of game time, or does it just depend on January and if Harvey Barnes leaves? I mean, what what, what do you see, what do you see their roles moving forward in in this team? I think they've got a part to play. I mean, I think we shouldn't forget that Gareth Barry um, 
was having an influence in central midfield. Um, obviously, Morrison's now come in and, and, and played well on Saturday, but Barry will have a role to play. I, I, I have no doubt about that. Um, you know, it's a long season. We're only 17 games in. We've still got nearly 30 games to go. Um, so I, I, I don't think just because somebody hasn't got off the bench, they should be, mm-hmm. oh, you know, where's their career? Where's their future career? You know, Sacco is obviously not match sharp yet, but he could be one for the second half of the season. Um, and Wes Houlihan as well. He was obviously brought in as a as cover for Barnes and that playmaker role in case anything happened to him or mm-hmm. for these long weeks. Um, and he apart from the Blackburn game, has looked quite good off the bench, mm. I think. So, no, I think they've got a role to play this season. Um, but they're squad players, aren't they? You can only get 11 players on the pitch. And, you know, when they're playing that well, you're not going to make too many substitutions, are you? Mm. Do you think Moore's going to be more inclined to name them on the bench than bring kids Field, Leco, Edwards? Yes, I do. Um, he said some quite illuminating things last week about... Um, experienced players and youth team players and 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 his thoughts on that um and which I'm hoping to turn into an article so I won't give away too much <laughs> but um it's but international you, break come on yeah exactly but um it, he yes I think he is more inclined or he does prefer experience I think I think that that's clear to see um I also think as we've seen with Barnes and Adra Bio if you are, if you do impress enough, and you do do, if you do the business, then yeah, you'll keep your place. Um, so um, because I see, I, I think through social media, the world of social media, you get you tend to get a lot more coverage of what they what the uh, the guys are doing uh, for the under twenty threes and and Burke as well, you know, and and a lot of people talk like, wow, you know, these guys are. You know, putting in good performances seemingly. You know. Yeah, but there's, so there is there is know. there is a fascinating <clears throat> phenomenon in football that um, players become increasingly better the more time they spend on the bench. So if you or if or injured, so if you're injured, mm-hmm. um, last season for example, ah, oh, Nasser Chadlin uh, was a huge miss for Albion. Well, maybe, or maybe not, because you don't know. It's a hypothetical. These players on the bench. Why is Oliver Burke not playing? Well. Actually, there's a number of managers have now not not thought he was good enough for the starting lineup. You know, the, you think when these things happen over and over again, you have to take in, that into account. Um, yes. well, I just like to say to you about Oliver, but can you, can you see him? Obviously, it wasn't in the in the 16 on Saturday or the 17. Can you see him having a, a role to play this season if West Brom are doing well and pushing towards the top? I can um, later on in the year. I can because he's he's been they are working with him behind the scenes they've given him this special coaching regime they want to get him up to speed they are pleased with the signs that they're seeing um, and you never know what might happen Gale could get an injury uh, Sacco could get an injury Robson Carney could get an injury um, and then he, all of a sudden it's up to, it's, it's on his shoulders um, so yes I can see him having an impact later on in the season um, if if the cards fall that way Um but I, I just think it's I just think it's it is funny how much better players become when 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 they're on the bench and um, funnily enough in the run that they've just had it coincided with a few injuries um, and actually I didn't think Darren Moore's first eleven was too far off okay the formation maybe wasn't spot on um, particularly towards the end of that run but um, yeah I think. I just think it's funny how how those players who who are injured <laughs> seem uh, seem to seem, seem to become so much better. How much before the game on Saturday evening? From the how, how much pressure was Darren Moore under? Do you feel was it just from the fans? Was it just from from some of the vocal points? Or do you think you know internally? I mean, they have kind of got the hierarchy sorted now. I think uh, West Brom, which I think is helping um, with a little bit of you know solidity. But but from from Darren Moore, do you think he would have been a little bit worried, or, or do you think it was just a few voices that were that were piping up. Um, I'll write about this in today's paper. I think the reason why um, the concerns and, and the grumbles came so quickly, because I, I do believe it was quick, um, you know, okay, as we spoke about before in the podcast, um, the, there were signs that that bad run was, was coming um, because they weren't convincing, really, uh, even when they were winning. But if you look at results, it was just a four-game blip. 
um, after what had been a remarkable run. So um, I was surprised by that, how quickly it turned, but I think that was because of the fact that he is a novice manager. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't have a back catalogue of successes to reassure. He hasn't got, oh, yeah, but this is what he did at previous clubs when sure. things were going wrong and he turned it around. So there was a concern that he, oh, maybe he can only do this mm. or maybe he doesn't have what it takes to, to change or adapt or tweak. Or I think on Saturday we saw that and that's why it was so important. That's why it was such a big win. So it was a massive step on his managerial journey mm -hmm. and one that restored faith in him. Um, as for the pressure he was under, I think if he had lost against Leeds and lost against Ipswich, then yeah, he would have been under pressure because at one point from a possible six and managers need to prove that they can arrest a slump. Well, Darren Moore has now proved that. Mm -hmm. um, I think in this league, you can understand a bad result or two in a row mm -hmm. because it's a crazy league and anything can happen. But it's when you start going on those runs and you show no signs of abating. This Leeds result was massive. We, it, sorry to interrupt. It was beating a team that were a competitor of the Albion. It was, it was beating a team that was going to be challenging at the top. I think that's what I not, wanted to see. Not just beating them, outplaying them, yeah. and out tacticking them as well. That's not a word, but out, you know, <laughs> but out, <laughs> we'll think, out thinking them, you know, and, and and a lot of and yes, the players played really well, but a lot of that victory was down to Darren Moore, mm. and that more than anything else, uh, reassure, I think reassures the fans that actually, okay. He is ready. And there would have been doubts amongst the board as well about, okay, this is his first real test. Let's see how he reacts. Mm. Because it is, a, it is a, a vote of confidence to go for him. Um, obviously, he deserved it based on what happened towards him in the last season. And you, everyone has to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it is a vote of confidence. And that, um, I think everyone should be, everyone connected with West Brom and all the fans and everyone that works and all the members should be absolutely delighted for him because... That's a real feather in his cap on Saturday, I thought. Good stuff. Uh, West Brom, fifth in the table now. Um, 28 points, three points away from Middlesbrough in second, two points away from from QPR in 10th. I mean, it's so, so tight, isn't it? It's so important to get that win. But, you know, it, it literally, you, you go on a, a good run now, you, you're top, you go on a bit of a bad run now, you know, you're bottom half of the table. Incredibly tight. It's ridiculous at the moment. Um, it It's so tight. Uh, just when you think a team's going to run away with it, you know, you think, oh, Middlesbrough look good. Then they go on a bit of a bad spell. Oh, Sheffield United look good. I think they've got one win in five. Um, Norwich looking good at the moment, but would you, I, I'm not convinced that they're going to stay, no, stay no, the course. I'm, not, I'm genuinely not. So, I mean, I mean, maybe, they, maybe they'll prove us all wrong, but, you know, they, they don't smack of, mm -hmm. of a team that are, are capable of doing that. Albion have been um, up and down. Um, every anyone, it really is anyone. I can't. I can't. There's. No, I don't look at that table now and go, "Good, they're 100% going up." There are 10 or 11, maybe even 12 teams that you wouldn't be surprised if they finish in the top two. No, it's absolutely balmy. Mm. Absolutely. I, can't, I mean, it's so exciting. It's yeah, it's great. Yeah, it, it, that's why it's been great about it. That's why I didn't want to like, you know, go crazy after the after the run that we've had because I know that as soon as you you know get back to winning games again, you 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 can move straight back up the table. Everyone's going to go through these little blips. Mm -hmm. Is it? More exciting in the Premier League? Nathan? I think it's enjoyable. I think it's more enjoyable. Um, I think from 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 an Albion point of view, I think just just to just have a smile on the face. And when I'm speaking to fans outside after the game, and they're just enjoying the football, and it's just great. The atmosphere was superb, and yeah, no, yeah, even the whole Remembrance Sunday feel as well on the on the Saturday evening. It's a special atmosphere, and I like having the Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday game. You know mm. what I mean? The rest, I think it's great, and. You know, it's, I think it's a best. I think it's a better spectacle at times. The championship, I really do. I'm not saying that you don't want to be in the Premier League. Mm. Of course, you're playing into the best, but at the same time, there is something about championship and, and that that 46 game season. That I think that's that's brilliant. You can't replicate that anywhere. The quality obviously isn't as good. The quality of football obviously isn't mm -hmm. as good. But is the entertainment value better? Well, put it this way, I, I really wouldn't swap for being a Cardiff or a, a Huddersfield fan at the moment, you know, having to see mm. them battle, you mm. know, to get anything, to score a goal, for yeah. instance, yeah. and stuff like that. Mm. I think, yeah. And to know if you concede, you're probably, you're probably losing the game, whereas you know here, yeah. you, could, you could score two or three or four, you know, you could go one or two nil down, you still know you're, you're right in this game because of what you've got. Yeah, I love that. Right, time for a quiz, peeps. Are you ready? A little bit of a quiz. Um, I'm bringing something back that has been on the podcast before, but it's not been seen for a while. One second. Oh, is it, oh it's God. not the bean. It's not the bean. The bean Is it the bean? Oh, oh God. The beans are back. It's bean boozled, children. 
Oh, goodness me. So, three questions each. I think you should explain what this three, is. I will do. Three questions each. If people haven't seen this or heard of this before, not seen because you can't really see the podcast and, and until we start filming it, but I'll be sending some pictures out. <laughs> I have a thing called Bean Boozle, which is basically, you know, the old American jelly beans that you used to get when you were, you, you were younger. So, they've, they've replicated that and they've uh, got some delicious flavours. However, there is, a, there, is, there, is, there is a sting in the tail that, that some of the flavours look identical, but they can be one or two, one of two different uh, tastes. So let's uh, go for something like um, the yellow sweets, which are exactly the same, identical. Could be buttered popcorn or rotten egg. You don't know which one you're going to have. So it's a little bit of Russian roulette. Um, could You could have the brown, which is chocolate pudding. Mm. Or canned dog food. It's life on the edge, this. Peach or vomit. <laughs> you, know, you, you know which way we're going to go here, actually. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, not that I want to remember last season too much, but I'm going to ask you a few questions from last season on appearances, on goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go three each. Um, if you get it right, fine, no problem, happy days. If you get it wrong, then you've got to take a bean. So here we go, <laughs> we're going to start. <laughs> with the way you would go. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so let's go. Let's go with that. Let's move on swiftly. Um, so last season, so last season, okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. If it's an appearance question, you get within three, within three either way, okay? I do need to, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know. You, I, I, I've seen you, you, you're not good at these quizzes, Terse, to be fair. You did, you did try and screen, you tried to find out, get some information from me before the podcast started because of your hopeless efforts. Um, however, um, I'm going to call you out on that. We're going to start with you. Cheating. Andrew Turton, you need to get this spot on, spot on this one. Great. Um, Salomon Rondon, Premier League goals last season. <sighs> For Salomon Rondon. Premier League goals last season for Salomon Rondon. Please, Andrew Turton. I'm, I'll, give you, I'll give you a clue. It wasn't 20. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for eight. Ooh, it was seven. It was oh. seven. Seven Premier League goals last year. Please take. You can choose any colour you want. And I will then tell the peeps which colour you have chosen. And say what you've got in between. Any qu- He's gone for... Oh, he's gone for chocolate. This is going to be chocolate pudding. Or canned dog food. I've got water. I've supplied water for both of you in front of you here. No. So just in case you get a bad taste in your mouth. You know, you're not going to have it, you know, residing for the, the next three or four hours. Drum roll. Chocolate pudding or canned dog food. Hey, chocolate pudding. Yay! Good lad, good lad, good lad. Okay, here we go. Uh, now on to Mr. Matthew Wilson. Matthew Wilson. Matt Wilson. I want, you can go at, over under... Of three games, how many Premier League appearances did Johnny Evans make last year in a baggy shirt? Johnny Evans, now of Leicester City, how many Premier League appearances you go under or over three? 25. He's just got in there, it was 28, oh. he's got it, he's got it, just scraped in there. Right, back to you, Mr. Andrew Turton. Here we go, let me have a let me find someone. Okay, um, back on the goal front, back on the goal front, okay. Mr. Hagazi, Hagazi, Ahmed Hagazi, how many Premier League goals did Hagazi score last season? How many Premier League goals did Ahmed Hagazi score last season? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no. What God? Oh, he's gone all red and bless him, bless him. Two. It was two, it was two. He's got away with it. Happy days. Good stuff, good stuff. Right. Good shout. Remember the second one? Go. I don't remember the second one. I knew the one. I yeah. think. Uh, right. First okay. day of the season was first mm. one. Here we go. Mr. J. Rodriguez. Yeah. Premier League goals last season have to be spot on for Mr. J. Rodriguez. Matt Wilson, Western Reporter. You are literally an encyclopedia information. It should be easy for mm. you. Jay Rodriguez, Premier League goals. I know he got 11 goals all season. He did, correct. And he got two against Liverpool in the FA Cup. <laughs> He's working it out. I can see all the maths kicking around. It. So, it's, like, it's like that gif, isn't it, with um, the guy from, um, what's he called? Hangover. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did he get any more in the mm. Cup? Did he score against I'm going to have to rush him. I'm going to have to rush him, Matt. Wait, wait, wait. Exeter. Who scored against Exeter? Silence isn't great for this podcast. I know, I know, I know. Wait, wait. Did he score against Exeter? I'm going to have to rush you. Rondon did. I think he did as well. Oh, God. I'm going to go for eight. It was seven. Oh. It was seven. It was seven goals as well. Please take another colour, please, Matt. He's taking... Oh, he's taking a blue. A blue. Oh, not too bad from you. Berry blue or toothpaste? Oh, that's all It's right. not too yeah, bad. It's not too bad. Okay. 
probably the best one or the worst one. You know, best ones are the worst ones, if you know what I mean. Here we go. Is it berry blue or tea? Doesn't, doesn't quite know. Doesn't quite know. Which it's minty fresh. It's minty fresh. There you go. Happy days. You got a bit of a freshener. It's actually quite nice. Oh, there you go. Happy days. Good. Um, to, by the way, you can't have a repeat of these. I'm just, just saying. Okay, here we go. Okay, right. So you've got to choose something else because all of them others are grim. Right. <laughs> Under or over three appearances last season for Alan Neum. Alan Neum. Under or over three appearances last season. Premier League for Alan Neum. Neum. 18. 18. Oh, you're uh, miles away, my son. 29. 29. Take a B. Take a B. Oh, he's got it. Yeah, I've got it. Peach. Or vomit. This is horrendous. Oh, you get, don't get the vomit. It's horrendous. Here we go. Is it the worst one? Probably the second worst one. What's the worst one? It's the peach. Hey! Uh, the? the worst one is rotten egg. Mm. Is oh, it bad? I had the rotten grim, egg one. Grim. Yeah. Grim. And to finish off, Mr. Matt Wilson. Matt Wilson. Let's give him a... Okay, here we go. Um, okay, got one. How many goals did... Matt Phillips score last year in the Premier League. Oh, for goodness sake. Matthew Phillips. Matt Phillips, Premier League goals last season. Matt Phillips. Two. I'm putting the beans away, Matt oh, Wilson. Very, very good. good. Very impressive. Very good. impressive. Good work, boys. Good work. Right, okay. Moving on. Um, obviously, international break, which is a bit of a bummer because you know you want to carry on the, the excellent form they showed on Saturday night. However, we'll look briefly ahead to, to just, just, you know, the next couple of games. So two games on the road, Matt. Yes. Who are they playing? <laughs> Ipswich and Swansea. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, they've been pretty short, poor. Short trips. Yeah, they've been pretty poor mm. away from home. Mm. Um, so it'd be good to have another complete performance against Leeds. Uh, I think Ipswich, bottom of the table. Got to be beating them. Got to be beating them. Um, doesn't matter how you beat them, though, away yeah. from home. If you could scrape a 1-0, that's fine. It'd be great to get a clean sheet. <laughs> they, they deserved one yeah, Saturday. Yeah, they did. Maybe. It was a shame when it was only down on the They on deserved the day, one Saturday. It? But, yeah, if they can um, if they can go to Whipswich and get a win, you know, that's two wins in a row, mm. all of a sudden they're right back in the mix. So um, they should be favourites for that. They should win that. I think they'll be really rejuvenated and, and, and raring to go after... after um, the game against Leeds. Yeah. Swansea always can be a bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Play some very nice stuff under Graham Potter. I still think that they will play into Albion's hands slightly because they are quite a lightweight, quite a small, nippy footballing team. A bit like Leeds. Yeah. Um, a bit like Derby as well. So you never know which way it could go. But they, I, I think they, I, th- I think Albion will have, if they set up in the same manner they did against Leeds, um, you know, and they play that, aggressive, physical, direct, intense style, mm-hmm. then they should have enough to beat Swansea as well. But obviously away from home, midweek, it's going to be difficult. Good stuff, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. We, we are coming to the end of the podcast. Um, international break, any 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 free weekend for both of you? Uh, relaxing? Yeah, not um, Sweeping midfield, 90 minutes this time potentially? <laughs> I wish, but uh, Natalie's got work on Saturday. Mm. so. Oh, no, you can't. Really? I think I'm looking after the, the Sprogs. Yeah, just get them watching the game. Wrap them up. Happy days on the touchline. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> Attach them to the post so they can't go wandering off. Happy days. All right. Win-win. Uh, get them to run the line. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> Sorted. <laughs> Jane, it's been a pleasure. Um, happy days. Three points. Um, enjoy your international break from Turks. Thank you so much for Matt. Uh, I've been Nathan. Have a great weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>